0: Bye. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Hearty Dice Friends. We are against the clock.
1: We're on a timer.
0: Hearty Dice Friends is a role-playing game podcast by Christopher Taylor and Gron Howard. He's him, I'm me. Now, the reason why we're against the clock is Chris's, the outside of Chris's house is being destroyed by skilled operatives.
1: <laughs> skilled. Incorrect.
0: Enthusiastic and noisy operatives.
1: Yes, they wish they were in a band. Mm. And only have mm. drills to bring their art to the world.
0: The cladding on Chris's block of flats is being replaced, which is good, I presume. Sure. However, um, because, cause, like, cause, you know, Glenfell and that, Grenfell even. The problem is, it generates a lot of noise all day.
1: Mm, forever, in my Forever,
0: spell. yeah. Um, they up, up until recently, they, they, they were drilling directly into Chris's skull and mouth. Mm-hmm. From what, it was, from it was what grim, I could tell. Honestly. <laughs> These men are not dentists. No, they're oh. not trained. Um, uh, so they're they're throwing items into a skip from what I can presume is 70, 80 feet above, above above the microphone, above the skip. Um, they're, um, they're smashing apart Chris's lift. They're setting small explosive devices in his kitchen, uh, and releasing just just horny foxes into his bedroom to make the worst <laughs> noise
1: available. And the um, the amount of fights and skips is just mm-hmm. outrageous. You know what? They're barely putting used building goods in there. <laughs> It's just their arena, or as they like to call it, the Octagon.
0: I tried to explain, but they keep pushing me over.
1: (laughs) They keep pointing at the skip and say, you're on next, boy. And it's just, (laughs) I can't handle it.
0: One of them puts 20p on the side of the skip and nods at you.
1: (laughs) Oh, the old ways. Mm.
0: So yes, we are against the clock, so we don't have an intro this week. Also, because like everyone else in the world, we've done fuck all
1: yeah like what are we gonna do go for a bike ride
0: i've done a bit of work i guess i went for a walk i ate a sausage it's fine it's all happening (laughs) it's not very interesting Still
1: alive it's all good it's not good, though,
0: you know? No, I ran D&D last night. It was something Sweet. Yeah, didn't use any rules.
1: That's how D&D works, yes.
0: In the I'd, I'd, I'd ask players for a charm check, and they'd say, I don't have that skill, and I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> and they'd say, is that a D20? I'm like, whatever.
1: Well, that, that actually sounds very confrontational.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've hit a point with the game where, I've, where, where the rules are a um, yoke
1: around my neck. <laughs> it's good of them to spend all that time making characters for you to completely disregard the Talents and specialties.
0: Absolutely, just the way this podcast works. Christopher asks me questions, and then maybe sometimes I ask him questions. And then uh, in the second half of the podcast, we also ask that the questions haven't been made up by us because why would we record that? We do that all day anyway. Uh, someone else sends in these. Qu- okay, so so this is again. So so role playing games are. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay. Um, so so, board games were primarily invented in ancient Egypt uh, as a means of tracking prayers, and since then, Monster Hearts.
1: <laughs> We've gone from rudimentary chess mm-hmm. to teen fucking. What if
0: snakes and ladders? Honestly, it wasn't oh, like... Oh, was poor like, bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, 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 the, like the, the first role-playing game. The first, first,
1: first role-playing game? The first role-playing game was an escape from dragging enormous slabs of rock to the top of a pyramid. That's true. They dreamed they were farm owners.
0: <laughs> they dreamed of a life and they didn't have to drag enormous fucking rocks to the top of a pyramid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they dreamed of a life of flat servitude.
0: We answer questions about role-playing games that you and the internet sends in or that we find. And then in the second half of the show, we design games. And I've built a special tool to replace humans. But we'll get to that later.
1: To replace our goddamn jobs. I'm being automated out of my industry. Oh, fucking Luddite.
0: Why not come along and just throw a, throw a clog in my hard drive, mate? I'd,
1: I'd love to. <laughs> I would like, genuinely love to do that.
0: <laughs> I'd really love it if you did that. <laughs> I haven't seen another human aside from my partner in <laughs> so, <much.
1: laughs> so <laughs>
0: long. miss you. <laughs> Alright, ask me a question. Yeah, ask me a
1: question. Tony Fubar asks, What are some interesting themes slash ideas for magically altered environments? Mmm, cursed floors. <laughs> if you step on this floor, you will get the face of an ass.
0: <laughs> Riddled and riddledee dipping hazard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> riddle DD and riddle D dip trap.
0: there we are I think that the, the, the like cursed items are so so often just applied to swords.
1: And it's just when it's applied to a sword it's just oh minus one
0: yeah and also, and also oh you can't get rid of it. oh why not Well wouldn't be wouldn't be a game mechanic otherwise would it
1: you throw it away and then have to use it the next day. okay I've got other swords
0: yeah it's um it's it's one where they sort of and two kind of creepy. In a right. sort of the cat came back the very next day sort of thing.
1: That song's I love that song, but it is a creepy song.
0: Yeah, like one one of my few genuine fears is of an unstoppable, implacable monster. So a sword <laughs> which comes back
1: that is a tiny, a tiny cute cat.
0: That's also pretty scary because 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 like the deal is that like you kill the cat and it comes back. Oh god, and, that, and that's pretty spookedy.
1: That is a spookedy cat.
0: Right. So right. cursed swords, Whatever. Tired. Wired. Cursed floors, cursed rugs.
1: (laughs) Essentially, any uh, upholstery, any soft furnishing, drapes. Drapes are good.
0: A bed that makes you prematurely ejaculate. A bed that a bed that makes you post-maturely ejaculate, and then it happens a couple of days afterwards.
1: <laughs> wouldn't that Wouldn't that be awful though? Like you, you, you'd be going to the doctors, you'd be getting you'd be getting help or something, and then just like mm-hmm. it's just the bed. It's not your it's fault. The, it's. The, I'm
0: sorry, sir. Your bed's riddled with ghosts
1: <laughs> who just really hate you and your partner.
0: It seems like a witch has done a spell on your false teeth, sir. Another cursed. <laughs> now, normally the spells. Normally the spells are related, at least in some part, to the item. But no, it just makes you come real quick. <laughs> I don't know why it's on the teeth, sir. So.
1: And uh, why is this room dangerous? Have a closer look at that chaise lounge. Why, it's just teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cursed Cheselonge.
0: That's another one, drawing on heart. What if everything was teeth? Right. right? That's, a, that's a magically altered environment. Gravity is fun. Gravity is
1: fun because I don't like the thought of floating off into space just because I've gone outside.
0: No, that's that's one of the best uses of gravity. It's my favourite, certainly. It's, it's, it's keeping you down.
1: <laughs> not dying in the void. <laughs> Love I don't it. Know,
0: man. I don't know. I mean,
1: <laughs> not the void. I'll die anywhere else, but not the void.
0: That's true, yeah, you've always said that. The thing about gravity is it sounds interesting, but actually it's just it's just a lot of busy work, so I, I, I take that back.
1: It is, isn't it? Like, oh, this trap inverts gravity. Well, that just yeah. means that I've fallen down a hole, but you've but you've stuck the lamps to the ceiling.
0: So what you're saying is we've got a minimum six maps in this fight, six floor maps, which I need to navigate.
1: Yeah, I've got to be aware of shit.
0: I don't care much about that, thank you very much. No. However, water dripping upwards is fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, like narrative spookediness is good. Mm-mm.
0: Hovering things? Hovering islands?
1: <laughs> Ooh, Sorry, see the haunted phone. <laughs> see how it is three mil above Ooh. the surface upon which it claims to lie.
0: Your preconceptions have been shattered by me, the phone wizard. Shattered! Do you wish to make a collect call? <laughs> to death!
1: Oh your mum?
0: Or just, I mean,
1: anyone really. I mean, it's just a working phone.
0: But I'm cursed. I'll make you come real quick.
1: <laughs> Does just, everything make you come here? Just... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you have wandered into Cursed Come Quick, the Come Quick warehouse. Sorry, Cursed Come Quick. Mm.
0: That's, that's, that sounds like a place in Scotland.
1: It does actually. They've got their own tartan.
0: I think that maybe we're focused too much on cum.
1: It's entirely possible.
0: Far be it from me to. to, to I, I don't take that track very often. <laughs> but I think that maybe we've um, we we've we've, we've 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 gone too hard. All right, all right, all right, all right. We, right, we all right, need to peel all right, back. All right.
1: all right. Let's have a look at environments that have been magically altered that are mm-hmm. awesome that already exist that you can nick, and I can't okay. remember the fucking name of it. But there's a place in, in Ireland.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Just Belgium.
0: I thought you meant that place where, where the water flows uphill because it's the only magical site Oh, can... <laughs> the
1: mystery spot. <laughs> yeah,
0: the mystery spot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you place a pool ball at one end of the bar, it rolls uphill.
0: Uh, now fight a dragon.
1: <laughs> there you went to my magical realm. What's, what's the place in Eberron? Uh, like, it's like the spell wastes or something. but it has. Oh a yeah, it's end. like
0: glass or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so the, it was the site of a war. I'm just remembering this from a real long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a site of a war or something where like huge quantities of magic were used. And the magic got out of hand and kind of Ugh. carried on even when the war finished.
0: I hate to say it.
1: So there's living spells there that just kind mm. of do their spell effect constantly and roam about and. Have a weird ecosystem. But mm-hmm. it means like there's a constant one of my favourites is there's a constant battle between a mud to flesh and a flesh to mud spell. Because mm-hmm. they're opposites, oh. they're fighting. Ugh. And it's just like this non Euclidean confusing tunnels slash columns of flesh. Mud and or and all flesh.
0: That's that and fleshy mud. That's that's hideous.
1: But it's not like well, they don't meld at any point.
0: Oh, okay. they're just sort of smushing together.
1: So, so yeah, like yeah, it's not like they mix because they're fighting. Mm. Right. So yeah. you'll have a tunnel that goes into the rock that has a tunnel of flesh through it, and like, it's all pipes. I don't want to go there. No, no, you're not meant to. It's very dangerous.
0: It's it's, it's something I'm happy to hear about, but I don't wish to spend any time there as an adventurer.
1: <laughs> and yet, there's a, it's a mere six train stops away.
0: How about a place where there was a big oracle, or just a regular sized oracle, you know? Mm. Um, and it was really powerful. And so now, whenever anyone gets through there, you start spouting oracular prognostications.
1: Oh, that's quite fun. So it's it's
0: like it's a it's a, it's a will save to not accidentally bark out a horrible truth about your travelling companions.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't have bought that chaise lounge. <laughs> Why did I right. say that? <laughs> could, um, could you do things like if it's magically altered, right? Could you take? Mm-hmm. Uh, a player's handbook spell.
0: Right, sh- sh- I've got a player's handbook next to me, so sh- I'll sh- one up.
1: Please. And just pick a spell and then apply it to the entire uh, environment.
0: Riddle D and Riddle dee. Cordon of Arrows. Hi, I'm James Cordon of Arrows. <laughs>
1: Makes him sound like a knight.
0: You, pl- you plant four pieces of non-magical ammunition in, in the ground within range and lay magic upon them to, to protect an area until the spell ends. Whenever a creature other than you comes within 30 feet of the ammunition for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there, one piece of ammunition flies up to strike it.
1: All right, so we take that and mm-hmm. you've got like, you know those like television epics of fantasy epics, like Game of Thrones and that sort of stuff when they do the yeah. the post-battlefield pan There's mm-hmm. all the dead dudes and the weapons yeah. fall and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like that, but it's just mm. arrows in everything. Mm. And then it's like whenever you step near one, like the, the, the arrows kind of start twitching. And it's just like, it's almost like the the arrows are one sentient thing. Like they'll swarm. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: I quite like the way that, that also like um it lures in archers.
1: Mm. Because it wants more arrows.
0: Yeah, and like and like there's there's a shit ton of magical arrows in there because those are like its treasure. Um and so Well, you know,
1: it likes arrows. No no no, I'm down with that. I just like yeah. the idea that like it loves arrows but it hates bows. Oh god, <laughs> scabs. Smashing them. <laughs> can't make me work
0: <laughs> I guess it can't smash them, but it can shoot a lot of arrows at them.
1: Which is probably enough. They're only made of wood. Mm, yeah. Like, elves um, or whatever they're made out of.
0: Spider webs. Elves, right? Yeah. But you have like you have you have this this it's it's not like a constant swarm of arrows, but every time you get you get close, they start like quivering and twitching. That's pretty cool. Alright. I'm 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 gonna go for a second spell.
1: Okay. Don't pick grease. It's grease. No, it's just uh, a bouncy castle full of grease. <laughs> That's all
0: it is. <laughs> that is cursed. Right. In a different way.
1: Like you get on the bouncy castle and it's all good, and then it just begins exuding it in vast quantities, and you cannot stand up.
0: You know the um like every Mancy Castle is being perpetually inflated to keep it to keep it taut. Yes. Like that like that, but with grease just flying out of that nice big pipe. <laughs>
1: oh, um, oh, but like but like bacon fat grease.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it's um The it's, sort of grease
1: it's... that you get on doors. Doors? Door w why, why are you
0: putting fucking bacon fat on your doors? Not, no,
1: I'm not no. I'm putting grease on doors. Right. But that like thick mm, gunk. Clear gunk rather than that, like, ooh, a, a slick sheen. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's it's not like oil. Like it's definitely moving with distinct parts.
1: Yes, like you could pick up a handful.
0: There's like a pig knuckle in there somewhere. Yeah, cartilage, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a full hog's face. <laughs> the, the thing, the spell I got is Project Image which makes an illusory copy of yourself that lasts for the duration anywhere up to 500 miles away from you.
1: When you get lost in the crowd of you
0: see i was thinking more well, that the that it would create an illusory location of the landmark <laughs> over a different landmark
1: over a cliff
0: yeah precisely or like or like in that in that place where all the arrows are it's teamed up
1: <laughs> I, I just had i just had a beautiful image in my head okay arrow dragon
0: okay it breathes arrows
1: yes but also it is arrows hmm. like okay. bundles and bundles of thousands of thousands of arrows
0: yeah, it would make a really cool noise when it moved.
1: It would. It, like, that sort of wood clattering on each other, metal scraping. Uh, and it just okay. pukes arrows at you.
0: Now, it can't fly, but it can shoot itself. In yeah, the it, face, it, no, it, it flies
1: in dead straight lines.
0: Well, like, like I, I figure, I figure it flies like, like it sort of uh, tightens itself up and gets all its energy together, and then does this huge sort of arcing flight, like again in the, in those fantasy epics, like when when all the arches fire and they blot out mm. the sky, that the sun. It's you got you have, this, yeah, you have this, yeah, you have this enormous cloud of, of dragon arrows and it's just like they all land, and it's, it starts to reform itself.
1: So It can't, oh, really yeah, like fly it lands, much. it land, they land flat, like they land like like, like a battalion of archers had just fired Mm. and then it gets up out of them yeah and and,
0: and, it's yeah yeah. and so it's it's making these oh man that's great i want to
1: make war dragons now fuck this podcast i hate it i want to do war dragons (laughs) oh you you can have a shield dragon that's that's pretty cool
0: that's pretty cool it breathes shields maybe not that last bit
1: banner dragons
0: banner dragons it breathes, breathes banners (laughs)
1: but <laughs> like, can you imagine this like fairly noble-looking dragon that is just mm. made of tattered, war-torn banners?
0: Mm. And it's got it too has a banner on it. And I quite like the idea that like, like it like I said that it breathes banners. Not uh, that was that was obviously a joke for the comedy podcast. But wouldn't it look cool to have like an enormous like bolt of silk coming out of this thing's mouth when it breathed? Yes. I don't quite know what it does. Find
1: a way to make it hurt, maybe, as well, it, it, but also... It, it,
0: it, it coils around people's necks and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it just, you, just you.
1: oh, oh, ooh, this is soft. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to have a nap. <laughs> carry on, sir. Says, ow, says ow, the dragon. Ow, ow As you ow, get battered ow. with the stick. Ow,
0: ow. <laughs> it just, basically, it's 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 like throwing a blanket over the enemy. <laughs> you get smothered. Mm. And then the arrow dragon arrives. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gosh, I hope some of those banners are made of Kevlar. War Dragons is fucking great, Chris. Right. I really like that
0: idea. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to make a cursed location, simply open your, your PHB or equivalent, flip to a random spell, point at it, and uh, Robert's your father's brother. Isn't he just? Isn't he just? Chris, ask me a question.
1: Very well. Zero Beat asks Tips for an inexperienced world builder? My issue comes from a question. Is it better to do individual ideas and build the various sections up around it, i.e. a people, major city, landmark, or more make the baseland itself and build from the literal ground up, starting with geography for the world and then decide what goes where? Maybe there are even more options to it and I'm just not thinking outside my box. So I came to you all for advice or a link. Get back in your box, boy. <laughs> can you, Don't you- Can you absolutely imagine? building a world from the geography.
0: I mean, I can imagine the sort of person that would. I can, I, I can imagine someone doing it.
1: I, I don't think I could be more bored. I, yeah,
0: it's pretty fucking dull. People will, like people are excited to make it a, a, a fully realised world. That's part of it, you know? Mm. But I think that it's not thinking about games or stories in, uh, in a clever enough way, because it doesn't really matter what the mountain's made out of. Because stories aren't about mountains, they're about people.
1: And because you can change it whenever you want. Right, you can change the people as well, you know? Yeah, that's um, what I mean. But like, if you go, well, this is an iron mountain. Mm -hmm. Wow, the inside's filled with cream eggs. Yeah, You can just change it.
0: It's it's actually just one big cream egg, which is where we get the filling for cream eggs from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're running low.
0: We've struck a seam of yellow,
1: sir. But actually, there was a question that we were looking at last week. And we kind of laughed off as a joke, which is weirdly related here, Mm -hmm. which was somebody was asking if there are any geologists Mm. and was talking about, like, I want to populate the mineral deposits in my world map before Mm. play starts. And that is a level of research that I have never even considered possible. Yeah, I cannot fathom that.
0: And like, if your game's about mining, maybe, maybe? okay,
1: that's fine, right?
0: Well, like, like I, I definitely, like, I could definitely see, see a game where I'm like, I'm going to plot out where the dragons are and what dragons are. Where.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess there is that. But if I, if I were to start, like, if we were designing Spire from the geography, mm-hmm. and it wasn't in a Spire, maybe it was a bit more, a bit more linked to the geography. If it, if it made physical sense. I'm. I'm not sure how the geography would inform what I'm making mm. more than I can use what I'm making to inform the geography. Yeah. If you're with I me. Think,
0: yeah. I. I think it comes from like from the from the idea that there's something wrong about the idea of crafting a story live for the players, in as much as you have to make this thing which the players explore because that's more honest.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of that kind of old when i say old school here i don't mean like osr Mm. but i mean old school as in the old way of doing it yeah in that you present something to the players yeah and it's their fault if something goes wrong well like like if they like i mean tomb of horrors is a is an iconic Mm. one here like well there's just a sphere of annihilation in the first fucking room it's your fault if you put your hand in it
0: and like and like the understanding is that okay come back and do it again now you've learned about it's dark souls yeah. Uh, it's, fight, it's fighting fantasy. It, 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 I don't know whether I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, Chris and I used to run a game called Zombie LARP, and then latterly. Uh, me and Mary used to run a game called Zombie LARP amongst others. It it was a LARP where zombies were, believe it or not. And because Chris and I wrote it, it didn't function like a normal LARP. The character the character life was about seven minutes on average. And we encourage you not to not to use character names because you might forget them while you were shouting them out, running away down a corridor. What we did was it was it was it was a zombie survival game. We had Nerf guns and foam weapons and stuff. But we had something pretty close to the to the AI director in Left for Dead. Hmm. Uh, in as much as we were just behind the scenes tweaking things a little bit. So if the players were doing really well, we'd throw more zombies at them. If they were struggling, we'd pull back. We'd, like, we'd do weapon drops and stuff, and we'd try and fine-tune the experience so that they had the best possible time out of it. One of the players found out that we were doing this, and he was quite upset because he thought that he'd beaten the system. When he got out alive, right. but actually, actually, what we'd done is we'd let him out.
1: Yeah, because you'd crafted an mm. experience in the same way that you don't have a say in a film. Yeah, you experience it. Yeah, precisely.
0: And it's a bit like, well, there's this real excitement of I managed to beat the zombies. I got out. I'm smart and quick and clever, and I, you know, I've got I, I counted my bullets properly. And actually, no, these three people decided that it would be more interesting for you to live than die. Mm. story wise that made for much better stories because it meant that we we could sculpt this thing around it and it meant that generally we didn't have runs which weren't fun because we were able yeah. to keep things keep things updated, it also meant that it wasn't possible to like win. And I think that like the that like there's the quite antagonistic view of 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 gaming as like you were in this hostile space which you must use your wits to overcome. Yes. And that's where like that's why like these mineral these, these these mineral drops are the mineral drops have been in here. So which infers like this town has a lot of iron and there's a lot of dwarves here um and then it's trading with this town over here which has i don't know fucking magnet mines or whatever the idea is that like like you can keep pushing down the rabbit hole and finding out more rather than oh just a story mate oh i'm just just making up as we go along
1: yeah and but like those places where you could beat the system work Mm. really well when there's an incredibly high turnover of people and a very small environment like a dungeon yeah but like to beat the system you need Mm. thousands of people through it right Yes, that's like you. if you look at if you look at like laser tag, mm-hmm. that kind of thing where there's a, a set environment and maybe you're playing the way you're playing it, one person goes in and it's all AI essentially.
0: Uh, the, the the classic Russian laser tag uh, <laughs> technique of just throwing bodies into the arena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that only works because you can come back and you can yes. do it again.
0: Yes, you can. You can learn, and you can you, you, you can understand the the like the, the you can understand the limitations of the system.
1: Whereas most yeah. role playing games are one time events. Yeah, um, it's very rare that you've got a game where you respawn. Mm. Like you can you can have that the, the high level problem of oh we'll just resurrect him and go again, but yeah. not if everyone dies. Yeah, so it's... to my mind, you've got to sculpt the game mm. for the experience.
0: Yeah, narrative first.
1: But I can completely understand the opposing thing of wanting to win, mm. of wanting to beat that.
0: I and I, I think like there's there's that same vibe that when like I remember back when when you first really got me into role playing games. Uh, like when we were talking about um, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, I haven't found a system which is crackable like 3.5. Mm. Like Pathfinder seems a little bit more balanced, in as much as it's not quite—it's still exploitable, but not quite—not quite as crazy exploitable to allow for your pun puns and what have you. Yeah,
1: I, I think Pathfinder is still incredibly exploitable, mm-hmm. but I think that Pathfinder has more support than D&D ever did. That's
0: that's fa- yes, that's very true. And like yes, Pathfinder is exploitable, but they'll sort of turn up and say, "I'll oh, fix that." Or change yeah, that, or Keep like moving. actually, yeah.
1: that's so broken that's not fun.
0: Yeah, it feels like much more of a living rule system.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's definitely more love in it than there ever was in D and D three point five.
0: Three point five was unceremoniously left on on the gaming community's doorstep,
1: <laughs> like a child of a nunnery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, like, look, look, uh, we're mathing three point five. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun playing. Oh, it's very, it. it's a very clunky system, but it had it had the idea that okay, this is a puzzle that can be solved. Mm. And the puzzle I'm setting myself is how can I get plus twenty three to diplomacy at level two? Yeah, and like, yeah, you can do the PHB. Go for it. Yeah. you can like, you you, you can you, you can tweak your characters to do these ridiculous things. There's something really fun about this crazy optimization. I can get that. I can get the idea. That, like problem
1: solving I, I love optimization in games.
0: But I think that like that. For me, like I'd much I'd much rather have it in a computer game. I'd much rather have it in something where I'm not like up against someone with unlimited resources where it is a closed unit.
1: Yeah, and also the thing about video games is they drop in, drop out whenever you want. Mm. Like I can just load up a video game and play. Yeah. Whereas if you're playing D D and doing that, you've got maybe once a week mm. for X hours. Yeah. And other people as well. And other like, people like but...
0: you're, you're other people who you're who you're responsible for. Yeah, entertainment not, wise not just that
1: but like because you don't have that ability to just spend X amount of time on it mm. it's going to take you a year to do it anyway does it bloody ages
0: right it's a long winded process role especially a- like if you get into a fight at any point I don't care what fucking system you're in <laughs> yeah
1: fight slows you down because um, yeah. it's the most concentrated application of rules in any system. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, not in any system, because some systems oh, look, don't focus it's,
0: on it. It's, it's the most granular application of time, mm. especially if you're in a system with ticks. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question, then we'll move on. Sure. Captain Bilko writes in, ahoy, ahoy. Question. Can you chain together different games to create a series of one-shots that collectively tell a bigger story? I'm thinking something like Sessions' era of Unbound to a world, Microscope to establish the scope of major events, The Quiet Year to Zoom into a single section of the world, and then Downfall to bring it all home.
1: Yes. What's downfall?
0: Microscope, but it all goes wrong.
1: Okay. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. Come to think of it, that wasn't that. that was a very good idea, Billy. But um, I'm not sure there's much there's as much we could talk about that.
1: Like absolutely yes, like that's actually a really good idea. Like we've had mm. people play Spire and then at the end of it play Kingdom, mm. which was Owen's magnum opus. Mm.
0: I think that one uh, of the problems which which um role playing games suffer from, like my my ideal role playing game is something which tells one story really well. Yeah. So I always cite Dogs in the Vineyard as as this because it tells that one specific weird story really powerfully. I'd much rather have something like that rather than something which tries to do um, everything to all people. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem with writing a game that tries to have a broad scope is that you can't change the story in that way. You can't swap what's going on, you can't mess with the scale. And so you end up either not using the rules, at which point you're just telling a story, and so you're not really playing D&D anymore, like the way I play D&D. Or it simply doesn't work. And I'd like to refer you to um, Scion at anything past first level. Because <laughs> Scion tries to do rules for a pig and the god of pigs, and it just doesn't work. I think also
1: you might be you might be looking at the wrong scale. Well, no, sorry, not the wrong scale. That is definitely mm. a very valid scale. But you could also do things in a much more small and localized fashion Mm. so for instance you could play a really grim, gritty detective game right Mm. um and then about four games in go cool so i've remade your characters and don't rest your head Mm. this has happened
0: yeah i think i think remaking your characters is is, is an interesting way of doing it because like character can a, a character concept can survive between different games Mm. Core idea of that, and I think especially if the GM's like, I've done my best to recreate your character, play through it. We can tweak it as we go along.
1: Yeah, and I mean you can um, even you can even kind of narnia it and just go, well, you've got a sword now. What? But I was a waitress ten minutes ago.
0: Well, riddle do do.
1: Well, looks like now you know how to fight. I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, sword You don't know that's that like, you know how to fight yet.
0: That's but 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 you know you've got a sword.
1: You know you've got a sword, and then like somebody comes and attacks you, and you do these amazing fight moves.
0: And like there's um. Was it the strange Mm. has something a bit like that where you have your core character sheet and then kind of another character sheet you slot over it, which is a really cool idea. I for one would be, would be perfectly happy to never make another character again. Mm. Um, Well, okay. Tell a lie. I like making characters in a group rather than sitting there and making a character on my own at home. I would, I I would, I would much rather say to the DM, Oh, I kind of want this. I want this kind of character. And then the DM tells me, and then the DM makes the character for me. So it fits with their game. And, Fits with what I asked for.
1: I think I kind of prefer the opposite. I, I think I prefer. I get you. Where, I, I like, understand. have got why. this. We've got this world, and I'm like, ooh, what can I do within that framework? Yeah, that's fair. How can I? How can I slip into a space?
0: I, I, I think. I think for me, like as as I've switched from running like campaigns to more one shot games and more con games, I tend I tend to, and players tend to have a better time in general. Um, especially with 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 short games where everything's prepared everything's ready to go together in that system and mm-hmm. um, like I'm like you, uh, you and I have written games where the game has all the characters in it like everything's everything's set from the off and what you do is tell stories within a very tight unit. you know you know you're not making your own characters yeah and I think there's something interesting about remaking characters and using different like the the, the system the systems which Billy's uh, suggested here are very light you don't read like there's no characters. In this, in like, there's no, there's no statistics, there's no abilities. Yeah, uh, they are, they are so like if if you don't end up, if you don't use the mechanics of Unbound, you're basically you've got four storytelling, uh, four improv prompts. Which you're stitching together, and that's cool. That's fine. Like, you're, you're, like at that point, you're you're playing four different games about the same place, and I think you could do something similar with. I uh, like. I quite like the idea of either like plane hopping, but plane hopping between fucking games.
1: Yeah, and different. Uh, what are they, like cosmic rules, essentially?
0: Yes. Yeah, like this, like, and like and like. What, I I don't know, like whether like whether or not the characters themselves are aware of this, but but jumping from say. Um, like okay, so it's 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 sci-fi, and um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play at least three sci-fi systems, folks. Get ready.
1: Or like you you go from um, something really poetic and modern, like um, John Silent, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then suddenly Spelljammer, mm,
0: Hackmaster. I just
1: like I just like Spelljammer just because of how bonkers it is and how opposite fuck, it is.
0: Fuck, I love Spelljammer. It's so
1: good. And like now now you're like cool. You you were um, a poet judge. Now, now you learn how a ray gun works. Similarly,
0: what if we're doing a heist? All right, we're going to use a leverage system for it. Mm-hmm. And or like, oh, or, or, all right, we're, we're going to use Blaze in the Dark. All right, we're going to use Project Dark when it comes out. I quite like the idea of like your characters are simply like slots. These like these loose identities of of, of, of understanding and ability and likes and dislikes and you know weaknesses.
1: They're a personality.
0: They're, yeah, they're a personality, and the the rule set is independent of that something something which you slot in so it's like well we are gonna use we're gonna use the best rule set for for, for telling the story mm. as opposed to we're going to try and use this rule set to tell the stories I want to tell and I, like like it requires a lot of learning and adaptation but I think there's something fun there.
1: I think so I think that's pretty cool.
0: Mm, that's pretty cool. Should we move on to the next uh let's, let's move on to the show. next bit. Did you ever want to game to Welcome, listener, to the future. Throw away your old notions of having to have ideas. Because I had all the ideas beforehand.
1: Well, in, in part work
0: in part work. So I've built a random generator. Uh, it's called it's it's meant to be a card game. It uses over 300 cards and isn't that good so I could be bothered to write them out. There's a random generator called the Name Games Game. Different from the Name Game.
1: Subtly. Mm.
0: The Name Games Game is it uses the same rules as snake oil or big idea or fun employment or any of those things. And what you do is you, you, you have six words which I've carefully curated to mainly sound a bit like 90s video games and then you have to pitch the next best video game. Now it is video games I'm afraid Chris, I haven't done role playing games to this one.
1: You monster.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I can do a tabletop game later, but they they just they're, they're a much smaller industry, so they don't quite have as many touchstones. What I'd like you to do is access the name games game, which I've given you the link to. And um, listener, you know what? Maybe maybe the generator is in the show notes. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe it's in the show notes. We are
1: professionals.
0: I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever deliberately put anything in the show notes. We're going to generate six of them, and then we're going to pitch our game out of what we've got. Okay. Okay. And I figure it's it's going to come in big idea style, where you have the. Nice reveal at the end for what the game is. Okay?
1: Okay, right, yeah. I'll go, I'll go first. Yes, please. I can understand the format of that podcast I'm on.
0: Are you aware of the rule of um, inverse ninja power?
1: The more ninja you are, the better you are, so the less ninja you are, the worse you are?
0: Um, I think you've gotten that right. Ra- no, so the more ninjas that are present in a scene, the overall skill of those ninjas decreases.
1: Oh, okay, right.
0: So if I have to fight a hundred ninjas, they're all going to be fucking busters. Yeah. Real chumps. Uh, if I fight one ninja, he's going to be a stone-cold bastard. In this game, you play a ninja, uh, who is- who. also I, re- I really like giving them the incorrect plural ninjas, just want to say I'm a huge fan of that. I- in this game you fight one ninja who has been- t- you're, 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 you're kind of like internal affairs for your ninja clan, and you're going through and hunting other ninja. And generally, the way it works is you've got a. Like, uh, you have to assassinate powerful ninjas. Right. But there's loads of other ninjas in the way. And the challenge is if you kill too many of those ninjas, the other ninjas become more powerful because there's fewer ninjas in the area. So it's okay. kind, of, kind of a balancing act, which is why I'd love you to play Ninja of the Ninja. <laughs>
1: See, what I was imagining there when you said... A ninja's ninja. When you started talking about the inverse ninja rule Mm -hmm. was the fact that you're trying to become the best ninja there is. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to stay the fuck away from all the other ninjas. (laughs) The problem is with ninjas, they're quite stealthy.
0: That's true, you don't know. There, there could be one in the room right now.
1: So it's a stealth on stealth game, and the only way you can tell is by how powerful you currently are.
0: I guess I guess you'd get worse at hiding as well, the more ninjas yeah. there are.
1: So you, you get progressively more shit, you're like, actually, this is bad, because now there's a load of ninjas here. <laughs>
0: That's, that's, that's actually it's kind of an interesting PVE thing about that as well like so it would it would run kind of like uh, like Hunt Showdown sure where you've got you've got like a, a big map and, and then some monsters which which are mainly there to draw together the players and to offer rewards if you're if you're a full like if you're a full country mile away, away from every other player you're quick you're strong. You're tough. You do lots of damage. And the more people who congregate around that monster, you get, you get less and less good. And you keep like dropping your gun.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: and like, and like, you'll, and like, you'll sneeze occasionally when you push the forward key or the crouch key. I quite I, I, like. There's, there's 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 something joyously slapstick about the more people who show up, just everyone
1: gets terrible. I like the idea that they're just like kind of fancy all the other people. Okay, and they're just. They're just kind of getting clumsy and distracting. Like, oh, um,
0: <laughs> oh, uh, hey, uh, oh, oh, I've fallen down oh, the stairs oh. again. Oh, my gun's gone off. Oh shit! Oh, it must, it must be one of those cursed beds. <laughs> That's why it happened.
1: <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> it's a curse.
0: Listen, I, I, listen, I want you to know this happens all the time to me. <laughs> every, every single time I've come near a woman, I've just, oh, everywhere. This is happening
1: constantly. Save me.
0: Save me. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> so yeah that's that's my pitch ninja the ninja and the more ninjas that are close to you the worse you are at being a ninja
1: i quite like that
0: got uh, like a one-on-one duel was basically sakiro mm-hmm. and if there's like it if, if there's like 10 people in a room it's just gang beasts <laughs> <laughs> and it's works. the same game <laughs> <I> love it <laughs> all right what's yours
1: Okay, so you play a 40, 45 year old man mm-hmm. works in an office, fairly okay. fairly boring life. Mm-hmm. Like, no, sorry, boring is the wrong word. Normal, as it were. The, like the humdrum. Like, yes, um, and you've got you've got noisy kids and all sorts oh. of stuff, and there's tons and tons of things stopping you from trying to sleep. The mm-hmm. baby's crying. There's some foxes mm. fucking under a van right outside your, your oh, building. That's not, that's not what you want, and it is your fight. Just to get a goddamned good night's sleep. Okay. Unfortunately you've died. <laughs> and I'm simply going through the motions. Okay. Now I'm thinking like Octo Dad, but you're a ghost. Meets that game on the Game Boy where you can possess things. Phantom, GameCube, wasn't it? No, no, it was definitely Game Boy. Okay. Oh, DS, sorry.
0: You're right, yeah. Um, oh, I know the one. Yeah, the Chobits or something. It's not Chobits. That's the, that's, an, that's, an, the that's, that's an anime about pants, isn't it? That's yes, the, that's the one. Yeah. Elabits? Yeah. No, oh,
1: yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, you um,
0: possess items and drive people mad. Ghost yeah. trick.
1: Ghost trick. Yes. Yeah, that's Octodadad that's slash Ghost
0: Trick. It sounds a lot like showboats like when you say
1: that. And, it and it's just, it's just you—you you might be dead, but you still want to get up at a sensible time in the morning. You know, you got work. Come,
0: come pick up the paper. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's that's why I hugely urge you to play night night sensible ghosts. I even took a it, screenshot of it because of how gorgeous it was. Is,
0: is, is it all in a line, ready for you? No, no,
1: no. It's sensible. Oh, okay. Well, like, what I got was sensible night, mega night, ghost, big bad.
0: Now it's one. It's one of those. It's one of those nights spelled with a K. Technically, no. Delicious night, night, sensible ghost. All right, again.
1: Again. <laughs> I'm getting so many duplicates here. I can have pony, pony, Starboy. <laughs> you play a Camden Leisure Fire. <laughs>
0: So you uh you play Roger Federer.
1: Tennis great.
0: Tennis great. Now, here's a problem. You're dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you but have here, to get up for work in the morning?
0: But here's good news. You're undead. You've been bitten by a vampire. So it's it's, it's a tennis game. Mm-hmm. Like, and I imagine it's probably quite arcadey. We're thinking like um like like Sega Tennis style okay, of thing. No. Not, it's, like, it's, it's, not like not
1: like Virtua Tennis, not like simulation.
0: Yeah, it's not a technical game. It's not like crazy taxi level. Right, yeah. But but like, but the fact that you're a vampire means that you can hit the ball very hard. You can also turn into a big swarm of bats, but you shouldn't because you can't let people find out you're a vampire.
1: And also, like, how are you going to hold the racket?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of night games,
1: <laughs> just at least eighty percent night games. Yeah,
0: mainly night games, or perhaps very well. Okay, so here's the thing: I, I like the idea that you can sort of use relaxed Buffy rules. Right. As long as, there's, as long as it's overcast, you got a hat on, you can get by. <laughs> you're wearing just like a
1: massive sun hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, I'm like you're getting someone to hold up a sign that blocks the sun out. Yeah, but, but like, so, so you've got you've got patches of sunlight, like dapple sunlight, which are moving across the. Yeah, okay, here we go. You're Roger Federer. You're very powerful, very quick. Teleport, bats, wolves, mind domination, chimeristry, tenebration
1: Yeah, all the different vampire stuff. obfuscation Yeah, stop listing vampire facets. stuff and tell me about the oh, game. Yeah
0: potent yeah yeah and quietest the one where you turn into a snake and no one can hear you <laughs> but you've got these you've got these crazy tennis powers and you're playing against just normal fucking sports <laughs> however on your well sorry world-class tennis yeah, tennis but players then, yeah but they're not also roger federer who's also a vampire right and on on your side of the on your side of the tennis pitch whatever the fuck it's called um there's dappled patches of sunlight going across uh because because it's overcast like you, you've managed to get it so, so so you're always fighting on an overcast day and i figure that as you progress through the game. It's going to get more and more sunlight coming out okay. and you have to like you have to use your vampire abilities to i don't know summon a weather uh if you stand in those sunlight bits you take damage and your your vampire abilities go down you could be like Urgh! you're on fire i don't know what it sounds like Urgh! was okay. he from Belgium? i don't know Denmark? and, th- and th- then it's easy for you know andy murray or equivalent to uh to knock a quick point past you which is why i would love you to play vampire the Masquerade tennis legend <laughs>
1: Which which as far as I can tell is virtue a tennis crossed with Frogger. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which I'm super down with, honestly. Like,
0: like 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 mechanically it doesn't sound awful. I quite like it sounds like an interesting challenge of trying to play tennis, but also way up the oh, I'm gonna take damage if I move through this patch, so I'm gonna i to have to real quick mind control my opponent's hitting the ball over towards me. <laughs> and oh, oh sir 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 you're playing and then and 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 then you push the b button and you whoop, possess your opponent and just and just and just neatly return the serve to yourself to make it seem like you're playing tennis
1: the wonderful thing is you could also in theory take the vampire bit out of it and just play it on like a highway <laughs> <laughs> so you've got like that concrete barrier down the middle and that's the net. You you your opponent stands on one side of it and you stand on the other side of it, and you've got to dodge the cars as they come through.
0: <laughs> Andre Agassiz's ultimate highway tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Is it got
1: wish I'd have gotten that?
0: Has <laughs> it got like like full sort of sniper elite mortal combat?
1: Oh yeah, like bone-breaking physics, yeah. yeah. And
0: and like I, I want haul the cars
1: from Skate. I
0: want the cars to arrive with little to no fanfare.
1: Oh, they are fast. They are breaking then, all known laws.
0: And then, well, I mean you're like, you're on a highway, you're on you are on a motorway, so like they are going like 80, 80 miles an hour anyway, that's fine. Um I don't know how fast cars go. Maybe
1: fifty miles an hour.
0: Andy Murray's autobahn autobahn disaster. There you go. So you can go as fast as you like
1: Autobahn nightmares <laughs> Okay Okay worry. So I have a game for you.
0: All right. Okay. Is so it as good as? Okay. All right.
1: This is an educational game for mm-hmm. children. Right. I'm thinking this is played in a browser mm-hmm. on a on, on a mobile phone. Right. And it's for those annoying kids who know what they want to be when they grow up. Terrible. And what they want to be is the classic, the classic, a veterinarian. Oh, I
0: hate, you hate to see it. You
1: hate to see it. Oh, if my if if I have a kid and that kid goes, I want to be a veterinarian. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's what? your job to kill kittens.
0: Yeah, like you, you don't even get to kill animals. No one cares about like cows or sheep
1: or something, right? Like work at a slaughterhouse, an honest job.
0: Or like, or like some sort of swan culling. Yeah, exactly. You should enjoy your job, anyway. Yeah, veterinarians. It
1: but it's Jesus. it's easy. Sorry,
0: sorry. I'm putting together the image of this game in my head, and I'm already terrified. It
1: eases it, it eases you in slowly, right? Mm-hmm. With small animals. Right. But it never gets too far because obviously we're looking at the sort of 9 to 12 age bracket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we found the game didn't really last very long.
0: Well, I guess they're not very good at keeping. keeping and so we had to alive,
1: artificially extend the end of the game. And that's right. why I'm trying to get you to invest in Big Pony Doctor. <laughs> because not only could we not afford horses. But lots of children want a pony, not a horse. Yeah. And once we hit pony, like, there was nowhere to go. So we just thought big pony.
0: (laughs) I thought the doctor was big. I understand now. (laughs) Just an increasingly large pony.
1: (laughs) Comparatively, it would be an increasingly small pony if the doctor kept on getting bigger.
0: Well, sorry, the doctor stays the same size, and the pony gets bigger and bigger, and generates more and more health complaints. Yes, until it ruptures. I see. And then they they
1: learn the truth of being a vet. Damage control.
0: Yeah. For a horse,
1: can I stop this bomb horse from ruining my practice?
0: What the four games we've got? There was um, Night Night Central Ghost. Night Night Sensible Ghost, a vampire the masquerade tennis legend.
1: And Big Pony B- Doctor. Big
0: Pony Doctor and whatever I said last round. That was a tennis what? one, wasn't it? What? no no no, my, my my first one. What was it? Tennis. Because it was it was ten minutes ago. <laughs>
1: well, she wasn't very good. No, it was
0: great. <laughs> Alright, so so I really like I really like the tennis game I think mechanically the I think mechanically
1: going, the tennis game's the best but I'm calling the episode Night Night Sensible Ghost
0: oh absolutely <laughs> I 100% support that can we take one more roll and then we'll wrap up the show
1: alright alright let's do a quickie yeah
0: yeah yeah so we all like crashing cars <laughs> I,
1: I've done it over a hundred times we like it I can't finish
0: we like <laughs> Oh yeah, they wrote that book about you, and also that film. Mm-hmm. Now, crashing cars dangerous but exciting. We love seeing videos of car crashes. The the popular phrase like watching a car crash in slow motion. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's something engaging about it, which is why Burnout. Um, I'm gonna say Burnout Three is the best one. Crash oh, for cash. Yes, best game ever released for playing with more than one person in the same room. Burnout Crash for Cash. And the idea behind that is that you is, is, is that you try and crash and generate as much as high, high as high an insurance claim as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one. Her because it's all just cars. I think what that game lacked was a um I felt that it gave me too much too soon. And especially once you get into like Burnout Revenge on the uh, uh, on 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 the Xbox 360, you've got like you've got like aftertouch, you, like, you you can control in the air. Mm-hmm. You've got like you can, you've got secondary explosions you can trigger. You have far too much say in what goes on. And I feel like it didn't it didn't make me want it enough, which is why I'm proposing a more challenging crash game. Burnout Sundere <laughs> <laughs> okay well they won't they crash
1: who knows fuck I hope so <laughs> otherwise I have I have just been robbed of the price of this video game
0: well sorry of course you will crash but the cars are treating you hot and cold so, to sort sort of so, 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 you'll try and jackknife into a in, in, in into a petroleum lorry and the car'll be like "Backer! I don't want to crash into petroleum lorry <laughs> and it'll veer off harder to the side of the road. <laughs> and then you're like oh i've got to learn the car's blood type so so i understand it more <laughs> I haven't played a lot of it <laughs> So thoughts. that I
1: can give them donuts, because that's what their blood type likes.
0: Mm-hmm. Buy it some shoes. Weird. Wheels, I guess. What's yours?
1: So, you remember Jurassic Park, right?
0: I, I can never forget Jurassic Park.
1: It's impossible to forget. Mm-hmm. Very important film. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it was a book, because the book was bad. All right. Imagine now that all of the characters, all of the human characters, mm-hmm. are all fucking goddamn neckbeards. You know the type. Yeah, yeah. They've got katanas but, and masks. Basement
0: dwellers, yeah, yeah. Because sure, they that's starts. all that's
1: left on planet Earth. The meek have literally inherited the Earth.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Just these goddamned neckbeards. They, they don't understand. They don't Pay attention in school. They, mm-hmm. they understand how to hack Counter Strike, but literally nothing else.
0: Yeah, yeah. They understand that God isn't real, but not why that's a valuable position to take.
1: The, and the, mo- the, the 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 most knowledgeable among them, the next mm-hmm. scientists. <laughs> Are trying to save their race.
0: So they store the science around the neck?
1: Sure. They're trying to save their race. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring back ability for their for, 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 for their people to procreate. Mm. Unfortunately, they've lost the girl egg. Oh
0: no, the girl egg.
1: They were trying to hatch it in a laboratory on a very small art tropical island. Okay. And that's why you need to play Lost Girl Egg. <laughs> save these poor neck bits from dying out.
0: It's the tennis game we're doing. The tennis game. It's
1: absolutely the tennis game. But like, I got lost. Yeah. Girl, egg, skull, mister.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I just wanted to say burnout sundae.
1: That's fair. not um, no nice sensible ghost.
0: Night Night Sensible Ghost, that's the title of the episode. However, we're playing a game where you are an undead Roger Federer doing your best to try and get away with playing in um, light overcast weather. It's mm-hmm. quite S- fun.
1: Sign off so I can edit this before the drills start. We've got two minutes.
0: We love you very much. If you love us in a monetary sort of way, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends, give us some cash, come and hang out in the Discord. An invaluable source of human contact in these dangerous times. If you have any ideas for questions, or any concepts for games, send them in to Twitter. I'm Howitt on there. Uh, Chris is uh, is the Madigan. Uh, you can find us and yell at us and maybe we'll answer your questions. We adore you. You look wonderful. You've been brushing your teeth, I can tell. They're pearly white. Good night. Night-night,
1: sensible ghost. Night-night. Night-night. Bye. <laughs>